You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan, and we have a special guest in, uh, in the house. For the first time, we are recording from our Brand Builders studio, and it is awesome to be home, and we're so excited to have Josh Rainey from Junk Luggers. Now, my wife calls me somewhat of a mini hoarder, so uh, this is going to be a great episode for myself, but we've all done it. We've kept a little bit of too much stuff, uh, you know, we couldn't part with, but didn't really know what to do with it. You know, then something happens, we're suddenly willing to pay somebody to just take it all away. Well, what if it's still useful, or what if it means something, or even what if it can't be used anymore, but somebody else could use it? Um, you just don't know really what you're dealing with with junk but we got the right guy that's here now we've all been there um, and we've all been in that situation and Josh Rainey comes to the table with junk luggers and he's known more about this than most people and not only taking junk and turning it into recycled goods but also using that to work in the community so we're so excited to have you here who's a local co uh, co-owner of junk luggers right here in Charlotte and uh, we're really excited to hear more about your brand so thank you and welcome to our brand butter studio yeah and the first episode of our brand butters podcast in our studio so thank you so much man it is my absolute pleasure thank you guys so much Brian Scott I really appreciate it uh, your studio is phenomenal it's beautiful and I couldn't be happy here to be here this morning it's phenomenal thank you josh appreciate it man and and you have such a really cool and intriguing business name and model and just tell us a little bit what is junk luggers yeah so junk luggers is a franchise it started back in 2004 our ceo started actually using his mom's minivan to lug junk away wow. so he started it a long time ago they started franchising about four years ago and we were the 13th franchise lucky number 13 first ones to bring it to the south and uh, my family bought it like i said two years ago november of 2016 i run it with with my dad and my brother. Uh, my brother does operations. I do marketing, social media, networking, podcasts. And then <laughs> my uh, my dad is money and uh, influence, and he's just trying to teach us so that me and my brother can take this over in a couple of years. Now, tell me a little bit about how did you guys ever decide you know what? Junk is a business, right. but we can turn that business into really a, a, a community effort. And how, I mean, two years ago, you said your dad's the money. Where, where in the world did you guys just sit around a table and go, junk luggers, let's do it. <laughs> it was, it's pretty funny. I remember we, I was working in insurance. My brother was doing something else. Uh, my dad sold his previous business, wasn't ready to retire. And he said, let's start something different. So he initially found the idea on Google of all things like we all find. And he said he presented the opportunity and I was first really hesitant to like, I don't want to be a garbage man. That's not, yeah. that's not where I don't know what you're talking about. I don't want to, you know, just remove people's trash. And that's not what I saw for my career. And then he was like, no, this is something different. This is something more. We are a junk removal company that cares. We care not only about our clients, but also about the items we are removing. It's, like you said, everyone's got a sentimental value to these things, and we want to show these items respect and honor as if they're our own, and we want to show respect to our clients as well. And so just taking it one step further to make sure that items don't go to the landfill. They actually can still serve a purpose, they can be recycled, and they can make a difference in someone else's lives. 
Now tell me about there's there seems to be a lot of competition. You could drive down the road and see you know college hunks yeah, carrying junk or whatever. Right. They all got like a <laughs> like a twisty little name to they them. Um, what is the competition like? And and with you only being in the business for two years, you mentioned briefly when you came in here that now you're a catalyst for junk luggers, not only from a social media standpoint, but also being involved in your community. And and to do that in two short years, where now everybody that's in that franchise from junk luggers is almost looking to you yeah. as as a, an idea and as, as, a, as a, a mentor per se. So tell me a little right. bit about that. It's pretty cool. Uh, actually, October of last year, we were awarded Franchise of the Year. It was a pretty big honor for us. We were really excited. We did not know it was coming. We had our big conference together and we won that Franchise of the Year award. Um, and it means a lot to us. So That's awesome. It, Congratulations. Like a, thank you so much. How many much. franchises yeah. do you guys have? Uh, up to 25 now. Wow. So nice. yeah, so 25 across the board. There's uh, So like I said, we were the first ones to bring it to the South. Uh, there's a junk removal company with basically every color of the rainbow. You can look down the street. There's orange, blue, green. So what we just let our service and our caringness separate us from all the competition. It's going to people. It's going to nonprofits and letting them know that, hey, we're here. I have so much stuff. What can I do for you? It's not... It's not about, you know, just removing items. It's letting people know that we are have our hands in the community. We're making the difference. We're providing the items so that we can all have a better life. And that's that we just let the service separate us from everyone else. And you mentioned, um, I mean, with junk luggers, I think now in 2019, if you're not involved in your community, if you're not trying to do more than just the bottom line, right. not only is that visible, but I also think that hurts your business. You have a phenomenal social media presence and and very in two years you've built that. Is it a family passion to be in the community or how did you kind of make that 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 decision to say we're not just going to go out and just try to make transactions and, and make oh, I'm going to pick up your junk. You literally give back and try to find ways to to really put yourself into the community and support that. Well, thank you so much for saying that about social media. That's that's my passion. Um, I've always loved social media. It's it's a storytelling as much as a podcast is storytelling. And so we just it's it's just going out there and showing people what it's about. So my family, we come my my sister has a rare blood disease long story so we've always been involved in the community make a wish all of that great stuff we have so much and it's just our heart and our passion to touch other people's lives and it's it's easy to do it's it's just taking one extra step to touch someone else's lives and because our guys are seeing my family and their bosses make a difference, they're not wanting to volunteer. So my guys come up to me all the time wanting to know, okay, hey, where's the, when's the next community project? When's the next thing coming up that we can do? And I love seeing that. I mean, our guys are between the ages of 21 and 25, and they are always volunteering. They're always looking for that next opportunity. I'm not having to twist their arm to be like, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to volunteer. I need you to donate. They want to do it. They see the passion. They see they get it from us and it's just something my family's always at and it's just really encouraging to see that our guys don't see themselves as trash men or junk removal guys they are community difference makers and they're out there touching lives what what is your day in day out look like day in day out it's it's pretty funny it's um being part of a family it's family franchise is, is pretty cool so we go in first thing in the morning my brother's there before anyone else's operations he's there at 5 6 a.m to get the trucks ready to go get them gone i show up i kind of get an idea of what the jobs are going to be and then i figure out okay what story can we tell from the jobs we have today so perfect example if you look on our social media we were tearing down an old 
um, playset a couple of days ago. So I told my guys, hey, can you set up the iPad so we can record you guys tearing it down and we'll hyper or time lapse this. So it looks really cool. It makes it look you did it really fast, even though it took you three hours. <laughs> and so that's it's the storytelling aspect of it. So it's finding that and then it's finding different nonprofits to connect with in the city because there's so many people in need, so many people doing amazing things in Charlotte, and it's just getting creative. So when guys come to me with items they've removed, I don't have to take the time to be coming up where to send them. I know, okay, you brought this giant eight by eight dog pool. You need to send that to Humane Charlotte. They can take care of that. They can do that. And so that's my responsibility is making those connections. So very little of the junk, so to speak, goes to the landfill. Right. You're actively looking for new homes for that, whatever you remove from whomever's home or office or whatever it is. It's actually a company-wide goal coming all the way from corporate to be a 0% landfill by 2025. It's a massive goal goal of ours. No one else is doing it, and it's going to be really difficult. But that is just a company-wide goal. That's not Charlotte. That's everybody. And so we're all trying to be as creative as possible to do that. And that kind of comes to some of the other businesses we've started and some of the initiatives we have going to hit that goal. And it it takes a lot of work, but it's worth it to us. So there's always the saying, one man's junk is another man's treasure. I'm so interested in in not only, hey, it looks like any type of junk, you can take anything, but tell us um, some stories about maybe some of the craziest things that you've ever recovered or maybe something that you went to pick up and you're like, how does this person think this is junk, right? Right. Like, uh, tell me about that because I'm just fascinated. I mean, you go to garage sales. I mean, people make livings off just buying and and reselling from garage sales. I can only imagine going into a house and someone be like, I got to get rid of everything in this room. And you're like, what? Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that. We don't typically lug and tell, but I'll tell you guys here today (laughs) what we're doing. No lug and tell. No lug and tell around here. Um, uh, We've gone in, so we've seen everything from removing one item to filling up eight trucks. And so there's been some hoarding situation. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's seen that show hoarders and we've done plenty of them. It's, um, they come in all shapes and sizes and it's, it's pretty fascinating to see, but we just kind of, we don't send our guys in. I put boots on, I get in there and I get it done. We've seen, um, everything from, uh, brand new arcade machines. So the old Sega driving machines that we've all played as kids to, uh, we removed, um, over 600 teddy bears for a guy once he was a teddy bear collector. That was his thing. He was passionate about it. And 600 teddy bears. Yeah. He, uh, that's crazy. He was moving. He was passionate. About he was passionate about his teddy bear. <laughs> yeah. I, I am not here to judge their own. That's a polite word. Passionate. <laughs> passionate. So he had a whole storage unit full of over, I think 3000 teddy bears. He just let us take 600 of them. But uh, we were able to donate those to St. Jude and Salvation Army. But so we've done one time we were cleaning a whole apartment complex and books are typically the funniest thing we remove because it's fascinating what people actually write. So this one guy, he had a book. It was um, called Does My Cat Have ESP? And the whole (laughs) book was about figuring out if your cat really does have ESP. And we took 15 minutes from the job and just kind of read it for a second. And it's pretty funny. Oh my goodness. So I'm, yeah. I'm curious on that note, how much stuff you end up with 
you're like, man, that's Ooh. cool. I want that. Oh, it's actually policy. We don't take it. So okay. yeah, it's our policy. It's so that prevents you from that hoarding. prevents <laughs> exactly prevents us no from taking anything. Game. No. <laughs> no arcade game in no, the living no, room. No, no. No. It's it's all goes to the community. It's our policy. We don't allow our guys to take it. Um, we don't. You were paying us for a service, and we don't want to take any of it back to our house. And so, it, like, it keeps us from hoarding. My wife would kill me <laughs> if I came home with the amount of stuff that we see, and it's it's not it's not possible. Oh <laughs> my goodness, that's hilarious. So, um, I want to jump back into to the community thing because I think now, if, if you're listening to this podcast, I mean, junk luggers they can come and help you in, in more ways than you can probably imagine. But I want to know some of the organizations that you team up with here. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you do have a great social media presence, and it seems like you're really, really trying to find new organizations and new ways to support them. So tell us some of those stories, some of those relationships that you formed in the last two years, and maybe some of the, the your favorite charities or the ones that you work with the most. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, top of the list typically for us is Salvation Army. We go to them regularly almost every single day. So their main headquarters is right here down in Central Avenue. Um, we've got to deal with them. They've given us our own don- donation bin where they stop in once a week at our warehouse and they clean out the bin and we just take them absolutely everything. We love them to death. And so our guys are really tight with them over there. Um, another partnership we're really proud of is with Project 658. They help uh, refugees and families in need when they come into Charlotte. Um, they give them free ESL classes, free child care. Um, they teach them uh, how to cook so that they can go get cooking jobs. And so we've partnered with them where it's a whole other side business where we are actually reselling some of the pieces that we take with the proceeds going to benefit them directly. So they can keep doing what they do. They can continue to bless the community. Um, and another recent one that we just partnered with was Running Works. It's actually on our social media page. We just set that deal up actually up Monday is when I went and talked to them. Um, so they're phenomenal. They're trying to get people unstuck, which is what we do. We try to get people unstuck from their lives, unstuck from their junk. And so they're getting people unstuck from homelessness. And so they're trying to put people into houses at times. And so our, some of the items we remove will go directly to them so they can put people in nice homes, give them some furniture and help put them in a place where they can succeed. And you mentioned like you, you pick up all different types of items. So is it really like, okay, if we go and we're picking up clothes, we know we're going to go to Salvation Army. Yeah. How do you decide? And I mean, is are there items that you don't pick up? There's nothing... Well, as long as it's hazardous waste. <laughs> yeah, <careful. laughs> I had to think. Okay. Hazardous waste is the only thing we're not allowed to take. Okay. Everything else is we've removed at least at some point. We've done, um, you know, limbs, furniture, appliances, boats. We actually did remove a boat once. We took that and we're able to recycle pieces of that. It's everything you can think of. And so, like you said, when, when my guys call me and saying, Hey, I got this, I have a massive spreadsheet of the nonprofits that we've, that we've partnered with to bless. And we just kind of go through the list and figure out, you know, who we've touched recently, who, you know, I've seen on social media that they have a very specific need. I'm like, okay, hang on. These guys just posted something. Let's go to there. And so we go about it that way as well. And that's awesome. And, and I think, you know, on this podcast, we always want to know, you know, about the businesses and how they run and, and really, you know, a how you make money. Right. right. We want to know that um, yeah. the community stuff's awesome, but you got to you got to got to be a business well, yeah. as well. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, you got a family. You know? Exactly. Um, 
And so tell us a little bit about the business. How does that work? If somebody was interested in you coming um, and picking up some of their junk, how do you price that out? Yep. And tell us a little bit about your business plan. We try to make it as simple as possible for people. So the easiest way is just to go to junkluggers.com, J-U-N-K-L-U-G-G-E-R-S, and you can fill out a uh, a booking appointment they take care of everything and then one of our call center reps will call you and go over everything you can also call our phone number at uh, 1-800-LUG-JUNK and you can contact us that way uh, it's always a free estimate I always send two of my guys out they it's point and click service you walk us around your home your business whatever it is say I need that gone that gone that gone and then we give you a free estimate on the house uh, we charge based on the space taken up in our truck so our truck is 15 cubic yards about half the size of those 30 foot you know dumpsters that you can get to the commercial size dumpsters and we can fit about 10 refrigerators or one small bedroom apartment in the back and so our guys are really good at Tetris. They're, we've done, we actually did the math. We've done about uh, 2,000 jobs in two years. So our guys yeah, are really, yeah, our, we're moving a lot yeah. of junk, a lot of material. And so our guys know how to estimate. You can trust them. They've done this a thousand, literally a thousand times. And they know the pricing and how it works. Um, once they give you the estimate, uh, it ranges from $95 to $545. If you're good with the price, then they get to work right then and there. You don't have to lift a finger. They take care of everything. Once we've loaded it in the truck, we'll collect payment and we'll be on our way. And then we try to get a donation receipt within about 14 business days. So you'll do you'll do residential and commercial. Yeah, we right. work with everybody. So we've done uh, whole office cleanouts and we've done uh, homes as well. It does everything in between. Now, what about your neighbor's home? Can we pay for you to come clean up their house? <laughs> <laughs> if only. Is that, no? If only. The HOA would love you, man. Yeah, I got yeah. a couple that we could just like, we could get you hooked up. It'd be business for life. It really would be. <laughs> like, I don't want to pay for me, but my neighbor over here, he's got a lot of stuff that we got to It's worth fix. it to me. Oh my goodness. That's awesome, man. Well, tell us, um, you know, in business or you're in business in Charlotte, where do you guys, uh, what's the range here? You guys go, I mean, tell me like, where are you guys yeah, actually doing the business absolutely. in Charlotte? So when we first came in, we only, my family only took North Charlotte, but we decided that we love this so much and we got a little greedy. So we just said, let's just take the whole thing. Awesome. So we bought all of Charlotte. So our territory runs from Hickory down to Fort Mill, South Carolina is our territory. We have three giant green trucks. I'm sure you've seen them. They're beautiful. They go around town and we'll go just about anywhere you have anything. And tell me, I mean, with that, I mean, you guys seem to be growing. What is the future of junk luggers here in Charlotte and, and specifically with your family? It's so interesting. And we work or I work, excuse me, for a, a private owned company, family owned business. Um, but it's interesting to see when family works with family. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny when I tell people I work with family. They're like, "Ooh, well, that's <laughs> good luck with that. And it, it's got good good days, bad days. It's it's nice. It helps us that we all have our individual responsibilities. I don't step on my brother's operation toes. He gives his input on marketing, and he knows that I'm better at that than him. And so we all have our pieces that we take, and that tends to work itself out. Um, for junk loggers, our whole idea is just continue to grow. Our, we are trying to add as many trucks as possible. We want to have 10 beautiful green trucks running around Charlotte in about five years is our goal. And so we're looking to do that. We're on track to do that. Um, we have a lot of really exciting things moving forward. My family just wants to continue to figure out more and more ways to bless the community, more connections. There's always new nonprofits popping up. And so if you would like to contact us, please, we'll be happy to have a conversation and set up and figure out a way to bless you. Have you ever had that sort of aha moment where you're like, man, that was really cool. I feel so good about what we just did and donated and 
whatnot. Yeah, uh, a couple of times. Like I said, the hoarder jobs are some of the ones where it's like, aha, this is this is really cool. Where we're able to bless these people because, like I said, they feel stuck. They feel like, okay, there's no way out of the situation. No one's going to come here and help me. It's just all trash. It's not all trash. To you, it may look that way, but it's really not. And so we come in, we figure out, we separate everything by trash, donations, and recyclables, and then we get to work. And it's just, it's really cool to see whenever I can write six donation receipts from these jobs and be like, what you thought was trash was not. These are the ways you're blessing somebody else with your items, and you will just never know the impact of what you're doing here today. And it's just really awesome to see. That is awesome, man. And, and one question, and this is just for me, you know, you being a business owner, also being a, a new father or newer right. father, yeah. tell us, um, you know, what is your advice on, on how you go from trying to build a business, trying to be out in that community, be at these events early in the morning, late in the evenings. What's your advice for, for dads on, on kind of juggling both of this? It's not easy. It really isn't. And it's been fun to see. And then I just try to plug my kids in as much as possible. So if I'm out there early for an event, um, my son Graham is right there with me and he's, he's seeing my, me get to work and hard at work. And it's, it's something I want to instill in my kids, the hard work, the determination, the fact that, you know, you got to get to work to make it happen. And we are, I'm trying to grow something here for my kids. So I don't know if he's going to want to do junk removal when he gets older. If not, that's fine. But as long as he sees me up early every day and then working late at the night, trying to make this happen, I think that just means the world. And it's just their kids see everything and they try to copy what they see. And I just try my best to always stay as positive as possible, to not lose my cool and just try to delegate as much time as I can between, okay, when I'm on the clock, I'm on the clock. But when I'm home, I am 100% at home with my kids so that they know I'm not distracted, the phone's put away, and this is family time going forward. Well, as a father of yeah. a baby boy named Graham, right? I know solid, it's a great connection, right? Name right there. <laughs> well, you know, in closing, Josh, it's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more, learn more about junk luggers. I think it's it's really awesome what you guys do, and I think Appreciate more that. companies, if you really commit yourself to the community, commit yourself to giving back, um, it's only going to come back. You know what I mean? Right. And, and so, how can people get in touch with you? Not only if they're a um, you know a non or a nonprofit or a charity that that, that might need some help or might right. say, hey, maybe there's some items that they could donate uh, but also how could somebody if they're listening you know contact you to get in touch and, and use your services absolutely so like i said the easiest way is just go to junkluggers.com that's j-u-n-k-l-u-g-g-e-r-s.com or you can call our call center at 800 lug junk that's 800 l-u-g-j-u-n-k our guys our call center reps will take great care of you they'll get you booked we have plenty of availability we can even do some jobs same day so we're happy to get out there give you an estimate get whatever you have lugged away and we'll get into a much nicer home Love it. So awesome, man. Yeah. Congratulations on your success. appreciate it, guys. Thank so you so much. Thank yeah. you, man. I appreciate it. And I appreciate you being our first guest in our studio. That was awesome. Loved it. Enjoyed it. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Man, well, hey, you have a great one, Josh. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you, Josh. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.